This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're hosting a roundtable with the Bobcats' four track and field NESCAC champions. Women's lacrosse won their NESCAC tournament quarterfinal game with Colby, and the men's rowing team made history at the New England Rowing Championships. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The men's lacrosse team won their final regular season game of the year last Wednesday, a 12-11 victory over Colby on the road. Bates traveled to ninth-ranked Middlebury on Saturday to take on the Panthers in the NESCAC quarterfinals. A tight game ended up going Middlebury's way by a score of 11-10. The NCAA tournament field is announced on Sunday, and we talk with head coach Peter Lasagna about the 12th-ranked Bobcats' chances and more. We don't talk about this a lot, but our guys are smart enough to know the implications of winning or losing that game and uh, moving from a sure thing uh, of an NCAA bid if we get that win, which we all thoroughly expected to get uh, at every moment, um, and and it now our, our fate being in, in some other people's hands. And so uh, they took it really hard, um, as I would expect them to, and, and, and hope that they would, but they also, you know... I, they understand that, that we are alive and that we are going to keep on practicing and that that's the best thing for us to do no matter what. Let's put on the bracketology hat then. I'm sure you've been looking it over. I mean, obviously there's still other conference tournaments going on, but right now what are you looking at in terms of the chances? Who are some of the teams on the bubble we should be looking out for this weekend? Yeah, the, the bracketology hat doesn't fit terribly comfortably on my head, <laughs> uh, but I have no choice but to wear it right now. I really believe we've got a very good shot. Um if Tufts wins out, which we very much hope and want them to do, okay. we are the only team in the North region with a win over Tufts. Mm-hmm. And so then the question becomes, obviously we have head-to-head losses to a couple of the other teams that are going to be considered. Bowdoin and Amherst specifically. Middlebury's already in, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. Um, so then you go to strength of schedule, one loss record, uh, record against top 20 opponents, um, big signature wins, and are there any bad losses? And so if you weigh all those criteria, you know, I think our resume is as good or better than anyone else that is being considered. We want the tournament favorites to win. Um, We want Ithaca to hold serve. We want Tufts to hold serve. We want, you know, all of those things so there are no surprises. There's not an Endicott who jumps up wins the tournament, and then so they get that out AQ, but now now we're fighting with Wenick. You know, now we're fighting uh, with another team. Again, who I, I think our resume is as good or better. Um, but that's where we are. And, I, you know, a lot of people talk about, um, and certainly coaches in this league are painfully aware of, you know, wh- how many NESCAC teams will, will they take? Right. And is that a factor? It may be. It's not a stated criteria. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in the criteria that says, and make sure you only take this many teams from this league that everybody wishes weren't as good as it is. Um, for a reason that I have not yet been able to figure out, the Women's Division Three Selection Committee seems to have no issue annually. If there are five or even six NESCAC women's team that are deemed to be NCAA tournament worthy, they are selected for the tournament. 
Uh, on the men's side, we seem to have this ceiling of four, uh, which I don't completely understand. Um, but again, that's not a stated criteria. Uh, I ask friends of mine who have recently been on the committee, is that something that you talk about? And the answer is sort of a, nobody says that on the call, but I can't tell you that that's not something that people don't think about. So um, we can't control that. What's your plan for Sunday? What are you going to be doing? We are going, I think either way that door uh, swings, as I said earlier, um, obviously if we get great news, we need to be together because we need to see who we're playing um, and, and then and plan accordingly. Um, but if we, this is life and the outcome is not guaranteed. And I wish I could guarantee the outcome. That would make the next few days better for all of us. But that's not life. And so uh, whether we get, if we get great news, we want to be together and experience that. If we don't get the news that we want, we need to be together. And that becomes part of our present and how we process that. And it certainly becomes part of our future as well. Yeah, and the week of practice will be interesting, right? Because it's the first time all year you've been practicing, but you don't know who your next opponent's going to be. So what's that going to be like? That's correct. And I, and I actually, I know I sound like, uh, you know, someone who is uh, feeling my uh, spiritual connection to this game right now. Um, but we play the game because we love the game. And what I hope is going on out there at practice every day this week is that we are both moving forward, whether that means for a game that we're going to be playing on Wednesday or moving forward for getting ready for the first day of captain's practice next fall, we are always moving forward. That's something we talk about in this program all the time. Um, and then the other part of it is we are together with, you know, these guys are with their best friends, people that they love, people that they've spent a lot of time with um, involved in this shared passion. And that's what we should be doing this week. All right, Coach, thanks so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks for coming to talk to me. The women's lacrosse team hosted Colby on Wednesday on the Bobcat Senior Day. The 10 seniors were honored before the game, and the Bobcats started quickly, jumping out to a 3 to nothing lead. But by halftime, the game was tied at 5, and Colby edged the Bobcats in the end by a score of 8-6. to six. But on Saturday, in the NESCAC tournament, Bates responded in their rematch with the Mules, winning in convincing fashion by a score of 9-3. to three. All-American goalkeeper and senior Hannah Jeffrey made 10 saves. Um, I think it was pretty clear on Wednesday that we just didn't play our best. We kind of beat ourselves and made lots of mistakes that all year we haven't been making, and so we just kind of told everyone the next two days in practice we really got to buckle down and work hard and you know we didn't play perfectly on saturday but we played a really good game and it was enough to beat a really good team and we're psyched about that with the victory the ninth ranked bobcats advanced to the nescac tournament semifinals for the first time in program history they traveled to trinity this saturday for a noon tilt with the seventh ranked bantams it was a big weekend for the rowing teams as the men and women's first varsity eights both emerged victorious at the New England Rowing Championships for the second straight year. For the men, it's their last regatta before the all-important ECAC National Invitational Rowing Championship, which is this Sunday in Worcester, Massachusetts. The men are looking to repeat as NASCAC champions, and we caught up with team captain Jamie Nosso to talk about some history made at New England's and what the upcoming regatta looks like for men's rowing. First of all, another New England title for you guys. I was looking at the race video. WPI jumped out of the early lead, but you guys did not panic, came back for the win. So how'd that race go, and did you notice how, how far in front they were initially? 
Yeah, so actually we didn't really know um, how far they were uh, until about the first thousand meters. Uh, so our strategy going into this race was being defensive for the first thousand meters and then being very aggressive and offensive for the second thousand meters. And I think we execute our race plan very well. Um, if you see in the video of the race, we actually take about a huge a huge move in the 750 to go and then we keep taking seats in the last 500 and uh it really came down to uh, marit wetstein our coxswain she did an amazing job um coxing and steering and making sure that we were all on the same page for those moves and um it was a ph phenomenal race it was so much fun because we really executed what we wanted to do and we stayed calm and uh wpi although they were out in front for most of the race they eventually um didn't have enough at the end and we just went right through them and the Bates approach, men's and women's, seems to be consistent in that regard. You don't want to you know, waste too much energy in the first 1,000, right? Yeah, totally. So we've always been a career that focuses on the middle part of the race. Um, so that'd be the first. Uh, we don't, excuse me, we don't really focus that much on the start or the finish. We don't think that you can really win a race that way. Some crews, um, that's their mentality. But ours is really to focus on the middle body of the race and to stay strong and walk through crews in that section of the race. Okay, great. Well, the New England title is in the rearview mirror now, and now this Sunday, ECACs, you know, because men's rowing is not an NCAA sport, this is basically it, essentially. So last year, you won the NESCAC, finished ahead of all the other NESCAC teams. What's it looking like this year? Who Who's the strongest teams that you know of in the in the conference? Yeah, so for ECACs, um, we'll have the same crews that we saw this last past week in New England, but okay. there'll also be some other tools from the East Coast. Um, that being said, there'll be... Uh, Hobart's a really competitive team, Michigan's a really competitive team, and Bucknell will also be there. Um, and I think Delaware is actually going to be there for the first time, and they're fast this year. Um, but it should be a really fun race. Uh, we're looking that we might have a shot, which is exciting. Uh, if we uh, you know, train hard this week and get our minds uh, focused, um, it should be a really good race. Is the goal necessarily to beat them, or is it beat the Nescott schools both? I mean, what would you be happy with as a result, I guess? I mean, I would love to beat all the teams <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, yeah. I, mean, I think that's our, our goal going in. Um, that being said, it's going to be very hard. It's going to be a tough race to do. Um, obviously, we'd love to uh, beat all the NESCACs again and get the NESCAC title. But um, we definitely are trying to uh, aspire to um, higher things and definitely try and, and uh, beat Michigan and Hobart this year. And what's it like having, you know, Michigan come in? Like, you know, Michigan, like a huge school, and then you have, you know, Bates and Hobart and other smaller schools going up against, like, this gigantic program. Yeah, it, it can be a little daunting at times, <laughs> especially when you see some of the size of the guys on, on the race course. I mean, they're huge. They have a very deep program. Um, but at the same time, it's also really exciting that uh, we are able to um, hold on to them um, for most of the race. And uh, it's pretty exciting that because uh, we're, we're usually a pretty small crew compared to other teams, and it's, it's pretty cool to see that we actually uh, – hold her around with them. Now as a senior captain, this is your last race coming up. What do you what do you think? What's going through your head right now? Uh, it's definitely a bittersweet moment. Um, I'm definitely going to be uh, sad to uh, you know leave my teammates um, and uh, leave the sport of rowing for that matter. But that being said, I'm, I'm very excited to see where this program um, goes. Um, the past weekend at New England, we actually won the points trophy for the men for the first time in the history of Bates uh, rowing. So that's very exciting. It just shows how deep our program is. And I think we can only go up from here. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's just really exciting to see um, and watch where the, the team goes for the next uh, few years. Yeah, could you expand on what you won for there for the first time? Yeah, for sure. So we actually won the points trophy, which is awarded to the team that gets the most accumulated points. And basically points are awarded to teams that finish based on what place they finish. So uh, the men's 1v boat, they finish first, so they right. get uh, X amount of points for that race. And then our men's freshman eight, they got third in their race, so they got an X amount of points. 
and then our uh, men's 2v they got fourth by less than a tenth of a second mm. and once you add up all these points um, from all the different teams uh, we had the most points out of you know all the um, teams that raced in New England's and we awarded the points trophy which is a huge honor and I think it really shows just you know how deep our team has grown in the last four years since I've been here outstanding and then now ECAC's how is this scored is it similar to New England's or is it really just the first varsity eight that matters or how does that break down yeah so it's it's about the same uh same deal that there is a points trophy but also there's individual trophies for individual races as well oh well that's great and then I guess in terms of you know NESCACs is it only the first varsity eight that needs to finish ahead of everybody else or <laughs> yeah correct okay. so, so yeah the first varsity vote needs to finish in front of the uh other NESCAC teams that's what we'll be looking out for <laughs> all right Jamie Nasso thank you so much thank you so much Aaron Moving to track and field, the men's and women's teams both finished fourth at the NESCAC championships over the weekend. Four Bobcats took home NESCAC titles. Senior Nick Margitza repeated as the NESCAC champion in the shot put, and he took home the hammer throw title as well. Meanwhile, sophomore Adedire Fakariti prevailed in the discus. On the women's side, junior Allison Hill won the 400-meter hurdles, and sophomore Sally Cisse took home the NESCAC title in the triple jump. We brought them all together for a roundtable to talk Bates track and field. Joined by our four uh, NESCAC champions here, we got D-Ray, Sally Cisse, Nick Margitza, and Allie Hill talking about the NESCAC championships. Uh, Allie, we'll start with you in the 400-meter hurdles. Um, NESCAC champion, you hadn't run that event a whole lot, right? Right, yeah, that was, this year is my second time running it, and I didn't run it at all my sophomore year, because uh, I was pretty sick, but I ran it my freshman year, and yeah, I ran over like 10 seconds slower, I think I said that last time, but yeah, it was kind of exciting, just because it's not really my favorite event, because it's really long, um, but yeah, it was really exciting, because I wasn't really expected to do that well in that event, so just kind of coming out um, on top was really exciting. Excellent. And then D-Ray, um, the NESCAC championships, how are they similar to other meets? How are they different in your perspective? I think uh, the NESCAC championship really stands out because we don't see uh, teams like Amherst and Williams all throughout the year. This is the first time we meet kids like that. Uh, specifically in the shop, but I had a very good competitor um, uh, from Williams. He beat me, unfortunately, that day, but uh, he definitely pushed me to a new level, and I look forward to competing against him next next week so definitely seeing schools like Williams and Amherst which are powerhouses that we don't normally meet um, during the regular season because of share like distance it's it's definitely good to uh, to go to NESCAX and compete against schools like that and you did PR on the shot put though right yeah and then uh, Nick I'll ask you about that since you're your specialty is a shot put what was it like to see uh, D-Ray there PR in the shot put I was very proud of D-Ray's performance I'm very excited to see uh, what he can do over these next few weeks his shot's really coming together and I think I can speak on behalf of Coach Fresh when I say that uh, D-Ray's got a really bright future in the shot. Excellent. We'll talk about your two NESCAC titles here in a second, but Sally, I want to get to you in the in the triple jump. Another personal best, right? You keep raising the bar, if you will. And so uh, what was working for you there that weekend? Well, um, I went into the meet like really nervous because last weekend I did terribly and I could not hit the board once. So like my confidence was like really low, but like, I like the weather was nice, like everything like was working in my favor. So, and it's my last meet, so like I told myself like I just want to put everything out there and hopefully it goes well. Yeah, you told me before you weren't going to be here for that many meets, but it seems like you were here for more than I thought you were going to be yeah, here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. I had five meets, so I'm really happy with that. Excellent. And then um, Nick, we'll talk a little bit about your two NESCAC titles. So first of all, the hammer throw, your first title in that. So um, were you expecting that coming in, or um, who were your big competitors? I knew that um, there were three of us at the top of the seedings that really any of us could 
uh, go away with the win. I just wanted to get a couple, a good opener. That was my, that's what I wanted to focus on all week. Put a good opener out and then just build upon that. And I, I think I was able to do that successfully. And um, I think D-Ray and I put some pretty good throws together for, uh, for the hammer. Yeah, and I know you talked about you love going one-two in the hammer, right? Yeah, it was really awesome having Nick win hammer and coming right behind him. Cause, uh, yeah, it was it was at one point like I wasn't there because I I was struggling with technique, but having him there to be like Gira, it's just three turns, just do the three turns. It was it was good to have my big brother there. So, and then Allie, we talked about you know friends on the team and everything. I know one of your friends. We just talked to her. Alexis Dickinson uh, had a record-breaking performance. What was, what was your reaction? When you saw that? Yeah, that was. It- Crazy! I was so excited for her because she's been working so hard for that, and she really, out of anyone on the team, I think she deserved that the most. And that's just not a little PR; that's a significant PR. Like she moved up for probably like over 100 to now 15th in the nation with that time. So I think that's really impressive. And yeah, she's very deserving for that. Were you watching the race when it happened? I was actually holding her blocks, so <laughs> I she was. I knew she was close to their the fastest girl, um, Alexis Harrison. I, uh, and she's really fast. So I was like, if Alexis is up there, then I know she had a good time. So I kind of just ran up, and then I saw her time, and she looked really excited. So nice. And then um, Sally, going back to you. So now that you're, you have to basically wait for a while. You're going abroad and then coming back. What's that going to be like? Oh, I'm really nervous. Um, I'm going to spend like my next few days here practicing and like making sure I have everything down that I need to have. Um, while I'm out there, I'm going to try my best to like work out. I'm going to go on runs and like do some, I don't know. I have to talk to my coaches about that. I have no idea. But yeah, it should be fun. It should be interesting. <laughs> Where are you right now in terms of the Nationals perspective? I'm fifth right now. So yeah, like, yeah. So that, sh- that should be fun. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. That's, that's a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel secure, so I'm happy with that. D-Ray is currently miming the triple jump, I believe, on the table. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. <laughs> so we still have a few more meets before nationals. And so what are you working on, I guess, in these upcoming meets? Yeah, um, I'm still def- – I need to lower my time, I think, because um, I right now I'm doing better in the 400 hurdles than the 100 hurdles. So I want to lower it um, on all the meets, which would be really good because – I don't feel secure until uh, I'm way up there. So I think I just got to run a little faster. And I think going against especially the Division One teams when we go and open New England will be a really good um, competition and it will help us do better. Yeah, Nick, as, uh, as the lone senior actually here at the table, um, what, what's your perspective on the upcoming meets before Nationals? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, I've got quite a lot of experience at these meets and um, definitely going to Nationals indoor has given me perspective um, as to how I should approach these meets. Um, it's just another meet, just like uh, any regular season meet. We just got to go in and take care of business and really uh, get engaged with the competition and try to build off of our uh, the work we've put in uh, through the preseason. So it should be pretty exciting. And doing three different events like both the throwers do here, I mean, what's going to be your main focus, D-Ray? Uh, well, today in practice, my coach told me that I'm going to focus on disc and hammer moving forward because all those shots coming around, and it's a lot better. Like, realistically, I don't see myself going to nationals this year for shot put. So he definitely wants me to, like, use, take advantage of, like, the uh, the competition I'm going to have in Open New England with D- D1 athletes to kind of push um, those marks a little farther. Okay, great. Well, thanks again for our NESCAC champions joining us. We got D-Ray in the discus. We got uh, Sally Cissé in the triple jump, Nick in the shot put, and the hammer throw, and Allie Hill in the 400-meter hurdles. Thanks so much again. Our female and male Bobcats of the week also come from the track and field programs. 
Senior captain Alexis Dickinson shattered Bates' 100-meter dash record with her second-place time of 12.14 seconds at the NESCAC Championships, 0.28 seconds lower than the previous mark. Her program record-setting performance makes Dickinson our female Bobcat of the week. You shattered the program record in the 100-meter dash. What allowed you to go so fast this past weekend? I think um, it's been four years putting in a lot of hard work. It all finally just came together, nice weather, and I was really excited about this meet in particular. I was running against some of the fastest girls in the country, so it was a great opportunity to get a fast time. And it, it goes by so quickly. It's, I mean, it's 12 seconds, basically. <laughs> so, like, when you're running, did you realize how well you were doing? Or when did it hit you that you, you'd done so well? It's actually funny. So all my best races, I don't really remember. Um, so it was like 10 meters before the finish line, and I realized there was only one other person in front of me, and this girl's really fast. So I kind of realized in those last 10 meters that this was going to be a really good time for me. And when do you hear the times, and what was your reaction when you heard yours? Uh, so the times come up on the screen afterwards, but they're like behind where you finish. So I hadn't seen it, and a kid on my team told me before I had seen it. And I was in disbelief at first because um, previously that season my time had been at 12.7, so nobody cuts off half a second in their 100, so I was shocked. And then the team as a whole, you're, you're one of the captains, obviously, um, finished fourth there, same as last year, but you had more points than last year, so what was your evaluation of the team's overall performance? I think the team did great. We had five new school records um, that day, so that was awesome. Um, I think the team has done a really good job supporting each other this year. There's a whole, like a lot of energy this year and a lot of young talent. So um, working together and we've pushed through a lot of tough weather. So to have a day where it's been, it was perfect for a track meet. So I think it really shows how much effort we've been putting in. And then what's the team have coming up this weekend? This weekend we'll be at Springfield for the Division Three New England Championships. And what are some of the goals you're looking, I mean, obviously always you want a PR, but what, what else is the team looking to accomplish there? Yeah, I think NESCAX was our biggest meet to like really do well as a team. And I think this weekend is another chance to do well, but also for people to improve their times and qualify for further championship meets. Gotcha. And then has it hit you yet that you're the fastest woman ever to run the 100 meters to come to Bates College? <laughs> no, I didn't really think about it that way. <laughs> um, it was really exciting for me to break the record. It's something I've been looking at since I was a freshman. Um, and Angelique Cart broke it when I was a sophomore, and she was a great runner. Um, so it was really exciting for me to beat that. Yeah, and what you, I mean, you're a senior now, but when you were an underclassman, what did you learn from some of those el you know, upperclassmen about what it takes to be a great sprinter? Um, it was a lot of watching, just putting in the hard work and like knowing that it would pay off eventually. I remember Angelique, it took her a while to finally like put the time, put everything together and run a fast time. And so I trusted that eventually it would come together for me too. And obviously with track, you have an indoor season and an outdoor season. Which do you prefer? I mean, obviously the outdoors worked well for you so far. Yeah, I've always liked both a lot. Um, for a while, the 60-meter dash was my favorite, but this year, outdoor has been going really well for me, and I've really enjoyed it. And then, um, you know, looking back on your time here at Bates, I guess, you know, you're from Brunswick, and so what's it like to be going to school fairly close to home? It's really cool to continue to be part of the main track community. There's some girls that I've been racing for over eight years, so it's fun to see each other and, like, compete against each other, but also to cheer for each other. Um, it's been really cool.
I know obviously one of your teammates, Allie Hill, who you've been running with since middle school. We've talked about her before, but um, what was your reaction when you saw that she was a NESCAC champion? I was so excited. <laughs> she went out so well in that 400 hurdle race, um, and to see her finish as well as she did, it was really exciting. And like you said, we've been running together since we were in middle school, so it's great to cheer for each other and be there for each other. So only a, only a few more meets for you as a senior, so what are some of your personal goals in these next few meets? Personal goals, um, just continue to get my times down. I guess uh, in the past two weekends, I've had two really big PRs. So just continuing from there, maybe placing at some of the championship meets. Okay, and then um, as a senior, I gotta ask, what are your plans for after college? Do you have any yet? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm gonna be working at McLean Hospital. It's in Belmont, Mass, so right outside of Boston. I'll be working as a research assistant there. So you got it all lined up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, luckily. <laughs> How nice it is to be able to just focus on running right now, basically. It's very nice. I'm doing sport term, too, yeah. so track is really all that I'm doing right now. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, um, just, you know, thoughts on the, on the NESCAC championship, anything else you wanted to point out about the team and everything, how you guys did? I think just look out for how we do in the next couple of meets. We have a lot of momentum. People are doing really well. It's an exciting team to watch. Sounds good. Alexis Dickinson, <laughs> our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Junior Captain Jeffrey Jones set a personal record and moved into second place on Bates' all-time performance list in the triple jump with a top effort of 47 feet, 1.5 inches at this weekend's NESCAC championships. He finished second in the event at NESCACs and is our male Bobcat of the Week. What I need to work on coming back from abroad, so I went abroad to Japan, so coming back, it's pretty out of shape. So really <laughs> just needed to work on uh, getting in shape, getting faster, um, being able to carry speed down the board. So it was, it, indoor season was pretty pretty shaky, but um, sort of gotten to a point where I'm in decent enough shape to, uh, to pull off some good things. So. so you studied abroad in Japan. What, what was that like for you? It's pretty, it was pretty awesome. It was a fantastic experience. Um, I, it, and it's fantastic enough that I'm thinking about going back and doing the JET program, stay there for a few years. So, so are you like fluent in Japanese then? Fluent, fluent, fluent's a stretch, but I, I feel pretty comfortable listening, uh, listening, and you know, speaking the language with with the people there. So, all right, great. And then, how did you first get started doing the triple jump? Kind of, it's kind of a, you know a unique event. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty unique story too. Um, I never did the triple jump before college, um, and so last year was my first year doing it. And uh, one of our coaches, Calvin, um, well, Calvin is is like our sprint and jumps coach and uh his he he was looking at me uh over the fall and um i had never really been like a like the fastest person so like i had always just kind of because i played football for a while so um i guess he was just thinking that you know the athleticism would carry over into it and he suggested to fresh uh coach fresh that i do the triple jump and um it happened and i just started to get better and um, and here we are now. And what are some of the keys to being a good triple jumper? Um, I, I mean, <laughs> you're really athletic. <laughs> yeah, no, like I think I think it's just something you really have to stick with, and you have to. It's you got. It's it's important to uh, be patient with yourself because it's pretty. It's a really technical thing, and so you have to make sure you're not in your head, and that you're also in the moment when you're when you're competing, because that allows you to pay attention uh, during each phase and make sure you're just really feeling good uh, traveling down down the lane, because it's a it's something where you know like you could extend your leg at the wrong time and like tear an ACL. So it's like it's uh it's pretty 
it's pretty technical, but um, I really like it, and you and you just really have to live in it. So I, I, you know, the drills and all that stuff is so important. What's it like being a captain of a very large team <laughs> as a junior? Uh, that that was pretty. That was pretty surprising this summer. Um, we we did we voted for captains, and um, I really think I would get it. But then, you know, coming back has been pretty cool. Uh, I I really love you know I really love the team and um, really love being there to support them. And so it's been really awesome. Um, we have five other captains, so it's pretty so it's pretty it's like a family, and um, you know it's really it's really cool to uh, to be able to work with those guys and you know hopefully next year that means you know we have some solid leadership up top and um, and yeah so I mean being a captain has been crazy it's been awesome now as an upperclassman I know there was a first year he was also doing the triple jump how much have you been working with him um, I've been working with him a lot uh, so Isaiah so we have two guys that joined during outdoor season and mm-hmm. that was you know Isaiah Seatrum uh, from the basketball team and McCoy from the football team. Okay, and um, it's been awesome working with them. Uh, Isaiah just had a; they both had really amazing weekends this past weekend. Uh, both PR'd and moved up into the 13 meter range, which was awesome. So um, I'm looking forward for for them because you know one of the guys P- PR'd enough to uh, qualify for ECACs, which is basically the last meet until nationals. So he has a lot more time and you know opportunity to improve so we'll see that's great and how much do you pay attention to the all-time top 10 list you're second and you're you're within a foot of you know first <laughs> um i would ha- i have to say i paid a lot more attention to it last year um and you know i ended up actually ended up getting into second last year um during outdoor states and i ended up injuring myself and i think uh that was a lesson for me to not pay so much attention to the, to the numbers um, to the mark, but also to pay more attention to how I feel when I'm doing the triple jump, and so that's been a lot more. Made, that's been a lot more beneficial for me, and um, I've I felt good all year, and haven't really had any uh, issues with injuries. So um, this year, the numbers aren't that important, but it's it's also really cool, you know, to like when your coach comes up to you on the bus and he's like, "Hey, you're number two all time, and you improved." You know, that's all. That's always good. Um, so I guess the numbers are more just like. A reference to see where I am is I am not I try not to be too excited about it. Sure, and then you're a junior now, but tell us how did you first get a you know know about Bates, decide to come to Bates back in the day? Um, well, I went to school in Atlanta, so um, I went to like a a really good private school there, and um, I was really lucky for that. And and um, then you know uh, Lee Weisenberg actually came down to Bates, I mean to Pace, uh, which is where I went to school, and um, you know, she really pitched Bates, and I, uh, Bates also brought me up for Preface. Uh, that was a program that they were doing, um, sort of similar to Prologue. But uh, just having the opportunity to come up here to Maine um, and, and see something I'd never seen before was really awesome. And so um, choosing Bates was kind of was kind of a no-brainer for me because it was a nice way to get away from home and nice people up here, too. Were you looking – did you know right away you wanted to do track and field or football here? Um, so I started out doing football. Yeah. Um, I had like I did the preseason and everything was looking good and I was really excited um, and then I ended up getting a concussion so it was like my third one and uh, so I kind of had to make the decision between uh, track and football so I always say like you know that was probably um, I don't know it was probably a fortunate accident you know plus um, in disguise if you will yeah 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 
allow you to focus on track. Yeah, and um, cause I I didn't originally plan on running track. It was it wasn't the idea was talked about because I'd done it in high school and um, I was particularly focused on the four hundred in high school, um, and the four by four relay. Uh, we were we actually won the state championship then. So, uh, freshman year that was all I was doing was yeah. running four hundred. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> so it's real i'm really lucky to have been good at being being able to be good at jumping so all right well great well jeff our male bobcat of the week congrats again on your great performance at nescax in the triple jump thanks a lot the baseball team wrapped up nescac play this weekend taking two of three from rival colby before dropping a makeup game to tufts in 12 innings on sunday in saturday's doubleheader sweep of the mules bates won by scores of three to one and nine to three First year, Daniel truly recorded five hits and four runs batted in. Meanwhile, senior Evan Zopek went four for nine at the plate, including his first collegiate home run. It was late innings. It was two outs, no one on, uh, 1-0 count. I uh, was not swinging for a single there. I was trying <laughs> to drive the ball deep in the ballpark. And uh, off the bat, I had no clue it was a home run. But uh, when I saw the outfielders' reactions, uh, how they were tracking the ball as I was rounding first base. I knew it was going to be out by a, by a good amount, so yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I know, I mean, this being your senior season, what have you been working on kind of at the plate throughout the year? Cause I know it was a struggle at first, but you've started to swing the bat better here recently. Well, a lot of it came down to just I was hitting the ball hard right at people. Mm-hmm. A lot of hard contact that, that wasn't, you know, wasn't resulting in hits. But just the last couple of weeks, I've just been – been loose just trying to enjoy my last couple weeks playing baseball trying to stay back drive the ball deep in the ballpark uh, made a couple swing adjustments staying back on my backside longer to try to hit the ball deeper and it's just paid off balls finally started to uh, go through holes for me and the team as a whole kind of a, a t- uh, an interesting season because you've basically been in every single almost every single NESCAC game there have been a lot of close contests so what was the mentality of the team you know after that tough after that tough training series moving forward well I think we're all just out here to play baseball, have fun with our friends at this point. Obviously our season's over. We fell f- way short of expectations, but we're just out here trying to uh, play loose, enjoy the uh, the rest of the time we have this season, especially as seniors, trying to enjoy the rest of the time we have as collegiate baseball players and competitive athletes. And what did it say about the team you were able to bounce back and get those two games against Colby uh, over the weekend? I mean, that must have been nice against the rival, right? Yeah, it's always big to be at least say we can, we're the best team in Maine on uh, the NESCAC this year, taking two or three from both Bowden and Kobe. But yeah, every NESCAC game you show up, you compete your hardest. Um, I think it shows we have a lot of talented guys on the team. We have a, a bright future. We had some freshmen step up in big ways, some sophomores step up in big ways in that series. Connor Russell pitched great. Mm-hmm. Dan Truly had uh, had I believe five hits and a doubleheader. So. I think the future of this team is pretty bright. Uh, we definitely have some guys who can play, and you know, like I said, this season fell short of expectations, but uh, it feels good to at least take two or three from both Colby and Bowden. So, sure. And then, as a senior, you know, looking back on your career at Bates, what's maybe your proudest moment or uh, something you'll never forget? I'll never forget going to play in the uh, NESCAC tournament. A couple times we did being in uh, being in those ball games. We obviously, you know, weren't able to. Uh, to get the desired result to win win a NESCAC tournament. But, you know, playing in that atmosphere, that playoff atmosphere, tight ball games, that was a lot of fun for me. That's something I never will forget. Evan, thank you so much for your time, and congrats again on your uh, first career home run there in college and the, the series win against Colby. All right, Aaron, thank you.
Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll see just how far the women's lacrosse team can advance in the NESCAC tournament, and we'll let you know the status of both lacrosse teams' NCAA tournament hopes. All will be revealed on Sunday. Will the men's and women's rowing teams repeat as NESCAC champions? And how will the track and field teams fare at the New England Division III Outdoor Championships? We'll recap it all next time on the Bates Bobcast.